bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. What in the world? Look at my camera. Jesus. That's what happens when you start early in the morning. What? Anyway, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Does, your, does my camera look funny? My chocolatey skin is yellow. All right. What is going on here? All right. Uh, we can roll with this, I suppose. Anyway. Shout out to the coach gang for being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Uh, if you're watching live, we are starting a little bit earlier. All right, we're starting a little bit earlier. Uh, I have uh, my day is a little bit uh, not in this normal order. So speaking of order, by the way. Uh, it's not in this normal order, so we're going to continue. Uh, the day a little bit earlier, and we're going to stay about an hour and a half. I can't stay too, too long. All right, but anyway, man, shout out to you guys, man. Thank you for supporting us. This is the Blue Chip Mindset Series, our Wednesday series, where we get focused on what really matters to us. And in the spirit of our guy, Skip Bayless, we put our work and our, and our legacy above women and even our wives, okay? You can't be afraid to uh, take that route. And uh, many of us have been shamed into not taking that route only to find out that investing in that, investing time, energies, efforts, attention into that, including money, will cause you to be set back soon as that person says, I'm not happy. All right. <laughs> okay. Soon as you soon as you invest in that, all she has to do is change her emotions and you lose everything. All right. Speaking for someone, speaking as someone who has had success in his career, all right? So I could focus on my career. Okay, I had success in the career. I wasn't necessarily wealthy, but I was doing pretty well in my 20s. My my 20s, I kicked the ball off, all right? Remember we were talking about that? Kick the ball off. Some of you guys haven't kicked the ball off. 
I kicked the ball off right out of the gate. All right. Age 19. And then uh, I was taking struggle positions as assistant coaches and head coaches at high schools. And then I was like, I'm going to put my emphasis in becoming a division one basketball coach and hopefully a head coach one day. And uh, I moved up the ranks pretty fast. It was a very accelerated pace um, and uh, moved up to assistant head coach, uh, division one, you know, mid-major universities, and then uh, got into division two head coaching. So I, I did very well in my 20s and early 30s. And then I had a setback. All right. The setback was related to taking a job that didn't well. I didn't perform well. It wasn't a good job. Then my marriage was kind of going downhill. So um, all at the same time th that was happening and uh, I lost my way and uh, I had to restart my life. I had to restart it over. And luckily enough, I had confidence and faith in myself to do so. But in starting over, I got rid of everything, guys, got rid of everything, almost everything. I would say 90 percent. 90% of the things that I ever got owned and worked for, I got rid of. Um, and I had to move into my car for a short period of time. So starting over humbled me. It told me that, um, it told me that, um, you know, I, it was a lesson. I was, I had belief in myself that I could start this thing over. All right. And uh, go in a positive direction using some of the talents. I had to take my talents to the right place. And, uh, you know, you got to do this at an age where you think you can uh, restart this thing. So um, I was really willing to reset my life in almost every way. I mean, the only thing that I really kept was my car. All right. And a couple of uh, a couple of memorabilias. And, you know, I kept a lot of memorabilias and things that from my coaching background and, you know, a 10, 12, 15 year coaching career. And then I kept my children. I kept my children. All right. So I was like, I'm going to keep my children. Get rid of the wife, get rid of all of these people, get rid of the career, start over, redirect myself. And uh, those are just possessions. You know what I mean? Some of these things are just possessions. You guys are afraid to start over because you're going to lose your house and your car and your your sofa and all of these little things, man. You just some, sometimes you got to reset and be willing to do that. So anyway, do me a favor, man. Hit the like button. We'll do some super chats. I have allergies messing around with me today. So uh, I'll be a little off key. As normal, but I'm, I'm going to bring the pain. I'm going to bring the pain like that woman that wanted to get beat up by Trevor Bauer, right? She said, bring the pain, baby. All right, let's get into these super chats. My man speaking my mind says, save yourself, men. You know it's bad when Biden is giving out, he's going to give out free crack pipes. <laughs> oh, shit. We'll talk about that briefly. We'll talk about that uh, briefly, man. Oh, man, it's crazy, man. Warhammer says, coach, is it weird to lose feeling to everything is it weird to lose feeling to everything um i think no i think people care too much about a lot <laughs> yeah the lighting is a mess today you know what i think i think and this is just me because i'm not very empathetic i don't have empathy i lack empathy i will admit it my empathy bone is not there i'm a little harsh I'm always like, hey, pay the cost to be the boss. Uh, shit flies down, shit rolls downhill. Uh, you know, you got to pay the consequences. You got to pay the piper. Most of the time, people want empathy for doing stupid stuff or putting them like, listen. So my whole point is this, and, and I hope <laughs> you said coach is cold. And I've been like this forever, so. I want people to know that that are watching me. You're like, man, maybe you're just doing this for YouTube. 
No, man, people have known me to be very cold. I'm cold-blooded. You know what I mean? I'm I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, shit happens. You know what I mean? And, and, and for me, I will say even for me, like when stuff happened to me, I never was like, oh, man, you know, woe is me, you know, oh. And I never really tried to blame. You know, I can always look back and say where I made the mistake, where others made the mistake. But I'm like, yo, it happened. It happened. You know what I'm saying? Like what? There's nothing I can do about it. So I'm not going to harp on it. I'm going to move on. Uh, you should move on. And people that, uh, you know, people, this will sound harsh again. This will sound cold again. But I think depression and all these, these are crutches. I don't like crutches. And uh, when I coached athletes, I didn't like, I didn't let people rest on crutches because what would happen is they wouldn't perform well. Something would be going on in their lives or something would happen or they would get in trouble. And then when you're meeting with them to try to understand why they made that decision, then they roll out all of the, well, I didn't grow up with a father and I grew up a crack baby and blah, you know, they start leaning on these things. And I'm sitting there going, what the hell does that have to do with the dumbass decision you made yesterday? That's kind of how I dealt with things. I'm like, yesterday, you made a stupid decision. What does your upbringing have to do with that? Now, to an extent, it has something to do with it, but we're not going to go into a therapy session on that stuff now. That had nothing to do with it. Like, when you were doing that dumb thing yesterday, were you going, well, I didn't have a father, and well, I didn't have, like, that's how I coach my players. And uh, believe it or not, it, it could have worked against me. You know what I mean? Because most coaches kiss their players' asses. You know what I mean? Most coaches. There's only a few coaches that didn't kiss ass, all right, of their players. Like a Bill Belichick, you know, and a Nick Nick Saban type of deal. But most other these uh, college basketball coaches, they're ass kissers, you know. And that's why what they did was that, and they were, they were really inconsistent with their players. They would treat their stars and kiss their, listen, as a coaching philosophy, sometimes you got to kiss players' ass, you know what I mean? That's how it works. You got to let these players do this and the other players do that. You're going to get called out for that, though. You're going to get called out for that, and your players aren't going to respect you to that level. Uh, your bottom, your bent, your six, seven, eight players won't have trust in you. Your leadership will be faulty and flawed, you know, flawed. You'll get in trouble. You'll break NCAA rules and then you'll get exposed. So I was one of the coaches that always would be like, nah, <laughs> hell nah. You know what I mean? Like, nah, 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 nah. We ain't going for that. You know, we ain't going for that excuse making drill. And so with that being said, I was really pro accountability. I was really pro. Let's just let's just deal with the, the issue here and not bring up 15 other issues when you we're dealing with one issue. You know what I mean? That's what I do, man. And I, everybody's talking about it. Um, again, my allergies are acting up. So you might see me sneeze on camera today or at least you'll hear it. I'll try to not be on camera when I sneeze. Come up with snot running through my beard. <laughs> It'll be that type of morning today. Um, but that's kind of how I am. I'm cold blooded, but I just want to handle the, the problem. I don't want to go into all the rest of the stuff. Well, it's because I'm gay and because uh, I coach I coach women's sports. So then the gay thing would come up. And I'm sitting there like, what does this have to do? Like you literally skipped class yesterday and I caught you. <laughs> mm. Now you run in laps. 
now we're having a therapy session about being black and gay and your daddy ain't there and yeah, you're I can't stand it. So when he says, when you, is it weird to lose feelings? No. You just like to nip stuff in the bud and move on. It, it's crazy. Yeah, the referees. Now, I used to get on the referees' ass, too, so I will say that sweet spot. <laughs> I used to be riding the referees. That's why another reason, I, as a young coach, and I'm, all of my success was when I was young, and so I was very much wrapped into myself as a coach. Uh, by the time I got my first, this is why most head coaches do well in their either after years or in their second coaching opportunity, right? Because they get humbled the first time. So uh, most of my coaching opportunities came when I was young. I was wrapped in myself and thought I was, you know, a savior and all that shit because <laughs> the newspaper will say that. And then I would get there and it wouldn't work for me. So I was on the referees. If I was a coach now, I would probably try to be less on the referees. But I was on the ref's ass, bro. Uh, anyway, I'd be on their ass. What the hell? Oh, hell no. I know you didn't make that. I wasn't like a Bobby Knight, but I was like a, um, you know, I was always calling the call before they could even blow the whistle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Travel. Run all the way. What the hell? And then they, they got to get the whistle ready first. They like, damn, let me put the whistle in my mouth. Like, damn, keep it in your mouth. What the hell's going on here? What? <laughs> Yeah, I was on the referees at the referees didn't like me. They're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> anyway, Synopsis Jones says she needs a hundred dollars. I told, oh, she needed a hundred dollars, and he said, I got money. And you also told her, nope. how is she strong? How is strong and independent working for you? Who needed a hundred bucks? Who needed a hundred bucks? I love when women ask me for, for the money. I mean, I love turning down women asking me for money, bro. Like <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my color today. Uh, OMG Entertainer, shout out to you. We'll give you a round of applause. Shout out to the Blue Chip Mindset Coach. Wealth is obtainable once you stop caring about uh, the majority of the people as majority of the people are. I'm not happy. Uh, for your success, everyone is for themselves first. Don't expect everyone, anyone, but yourself to save you. Bless. And you're absolutely right, guys. When you, you're going to find out. You're going to start reaching a level to, of, of success and people are going to be ready to pull you down. Your homeboys first. They're going to pray and pray for your downfall. They're going to get quiet first and then they're going to lay in the weeds and then they're going to set you up. Be careful who you invite into your life as you climb. All right. As you climb, because you're going to be exposed to new people. You got to be very, very careful. Um, this world is dog eat dog world. It's about eating what you kill out here. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people want to believe in the philosophy of bringing everybody up together and we'll rise together. That's not how it works in a capitalist society. It is not. I want people to really wake up and I want to snap the young brothers out of this. You're not rising together. Um, not even Allen Iverson was able to rise his people together. They leached off of the guy. And they cost him millions of dollars. Will Smith, the first time he got wealthy around, he started bringing his homeboys around and his homeboys drained his money. MC Hammer, same thing. He went and started trying to support 80 people and single moms and all that stuff. And they liquidated his accounts. Okay. And those people turned on him. And when he lost that money, they abandoned him. I want you guys to really, really get this through your head. This is a, this is a sink or swim philosophy over here. I'm not about uplifting anybody but you and yourself. 
All right. And then once you get there, you decide who you want to help. So right here, I'm rising. Cream's rising to the top. And this is how I help. This is how I help. I try to pass down information or inspiration for you to use to be able to get yourself into the next spot. I don't care who, what color you are, what gender you are, what type of people, who, how you have sex and who you have sex with. I really don't care. It's, it's not consequential. It's inconsequential in my mind. What I'm trying to get you to do is understand this is a dog eat dog world. It's survival of the fittest. It is sink or swim out here. It is, it is, um, it is eat what you kill out here. This is what we're playing. This is the games that we're playing. So I could care less about anybody else, bro. I could care about anybody else, especially if don't try to put allegiances on me because we share the same color meat suit. That ain't how it worked, man. That ain't how it worked. All right. So anyway. And, and family too. family disregard family if they are not on your agenda. See, what family needs to do is try to figure out how you can how you can uh, parlay the money that you're making. So a family member should come in and be like, bro, I can know how to do the work behind the scenes for you. Hey, coach, you need a new camera, bro. I know how to get that camera working. Let me work for you. Let me be my let me be let me be your videographer. Let me be your editor. I'll upload videos to your all your accounts. That's what they should be doing. But what they do is, oh, you made it put put the paw out. You know what I'm saying? Same thing as people that you want want to you you want you want to help them rise up, but they just want to sit there and chill and don't want to help you do a damn thing. And you did all the work grinding. You know how many hours I put into this behind the scenes that I don't want to do, but people are like, do this, do that, do that, and you know what I mean. And I gotta do it. Nobody's coming over here. Having uh, nobody's nobody's doing something to try to try to help me out and become bigger or uh, build my status. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm not talking about just my family members. I'm talking about anybody. What people need to be doing is going how and, and I get messages from men like, "Look, I'll do this for you. I'll do that. Heck yeah, I'll kick you down some funds for that." I'm still trying to buckle down the person to do my timestamps. All right, I still haven't set aside time to do that, but um. Look, this is just how the world works, man. But people always got their paw out. Let me do this. I got to do I got to do the show because I don't have a lot of time today. Let's share the screen today. Um, oh, let me ask you something. I once told a person when I was in my mid early 20s. I was about 23. I was traveling with a basketball team. And one of the play I was a young assistant coach, so I was like the lowest level assistant coach. And um, I was talking to one of the players. So this this player, I think she was a junior or a senior at the time. And so we were relatively the same age. She was probably 21 and I was 23, right? Roughly around that age. Probably 22. I was a young, young coach. And so we probably went to school together because my first college job, I actually went to the university. So she knew me more as a student than a coach. All right, let's just put it like that. So we're having a conversation in the airport. And... Um, she was from Serbia, I believe. So the woman was from Serbia. So she was, we were talking about money. And I don't know if you know about Serbia. Serbia wasn't in good shape back in these years. I mean, they were going through a battle, I believe, with Croatia. It was a mess. All right. So she came from poverty in a messed up situation. So we're talking about money. And um, and I told her, I was like, nah, I'm not ready to be a millionaire. <laughs> she was like, what? She was blown away. And she was like, she was like, I can't believe that. All you have to do is this. Now, anytime you hear the word or the phrase, all you have to do, 
that is an indicator of what smart people will do, but jackasses will not do that thing. They will actually do everything but that thing, and then they'll lose their money, and we'll talk about that. And I told her, I said, listen, the reason why I'm not ready to be a millionaire today is because I'm pretty ignorant about money situations. Like, I know basketball, and I know this and that. I was like, I'm not ready, right? So she was just like, no, 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 no. When you get the money, all you have to do is this. You put a little bit aside here and you do this, right? And and I was trying to explain to her, look, I probably would get that money today and blow it. So I just don't know. I just am not prepared. I haven't prepared for that in my life. And I'm also, I'm a guy that, that believes you got to prepare for these situations or else when it comes to you, you're going to lose it. And many people have proven that. Many people have proven they got money when they weren't ready and they blew it and it's okay. And they blew it because they were ignorant. And I had to admit it at that point in my life. I was like, <laughs> I'm just coming out of single mother raised life. I've chasing this dream of being a coach. I'm the lowest level assistant coach. Last thing I need to do is try to get millions of dollars. I'll blow it. All right. So she was kind of mind blown. And another person joined into the conversation. And they were like, no, nah, man, nah. all you got to do. And I'm like, OK, I appreciate your information, but. Just letting you know, I don't have the mindset for that right now. So maybe later in life. Um, and uh, I'm, that's my question to you. Are you ready to be rich? Are you ready to be financially stable? Are you ready for that? Or do you have delusions of grandeur, grandeur when it comes to wealth? Are you going to blow it if you got it? If right now you got rained on and you start making $400,000 a year, what would you do with the money? I know many of you guys would have put it in crypto. Y'all would have started doing stuff, blowing it. You at the Louis Vuitton store, X, Y, and Z. Now, I started making money probably about seven years ago. All right, decent money where it got to the six figures. All right, so it started turning around there. And then um, before that, in my 20s, I was making high 75, high 80. So then there was a dip in the middle where between the ages of, uh, I want to say, 32 and 37. 32 and 37, there was a dip in my finances, right? That was when I was going through my divorce and prior to divorce. So that was when I lost everything. And then I started turning it back around. So what happened was I had a list of things that I wanted to purchase. And I would spread those things out across years so that once I was making money, I wouldn't just blow it on it. And I was like, oh, by this year, I want to get this. This year, I want to get this. And so I spread it out. But most people go, oh, I got the money now. I'll buy everything up front, which is what you want to do. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But a lot of times, a fool and his money shall soon part. But you guys would do it, get real estate. Uh, guys, let me tell you something, man. Many people have blown money, okay? So a lot of people will say, well, all you have to do is, well, let's take a look here. Lottery winners who won millions but ended up with nothing from rags to riches and back again. So it is not beyond the possibility that you could get money, most ham and eggers, most knuckle draggers, most mouth breeders, most mouth breeders, breathers, I couldn't say it, have won money and only to lose it, only to fumble the bag. All right, right here. Ken, you won a million dollars or a million pounds? Lost it. Denise Rossi won uh, uh, almost a million pounds? Lost it. In a divorce, lost it. Uh, Marva Wilson, $2 million, lost it. This guy, won, had he had $3 million, lost it. Kaylee, 
They go Kaylee or Cali. Cali, $3 million, lost it. William Hurt, really hurt, $3.1 million. Here you go. I mean, there's story after story of people that have won more money than you'll probably earn in your life and lost it. It's possible to do stuff like this. Look, the, the story just keep going on. Here, here, here's Sharon. 7.8, lost it. She probably gave half of it to the church. Uh, 8.6, lost it. $9 million, lost it. Sometimes you can be ill-prepared for stuff like this. And so you have to, before you become wealthy or before you ch choose your passion, what you should be doing is preparing for this moment. Here you go, Michael Carroll, $13 million, lost. William. So what happens is your mindset, this is why we call everything mindset. My group on Patreon on Sunday nights, $50 level a month, money mindset group. The group here, blue chip mindset group. You have to learn what smart people do with their money before you blow it, $17 million. Here's the woman right here, 18 million. So it is definitely 27 million blew it. All right, let's see who's at the bottom here. 113 million blew it. So it is definitely a possibility to blow that much money. All right, and uh, let me do this. Shout out to Kevin Samuels uh, for appearing in the future video. I know he's setting the world on fire right now. I think that's a great example of um it's a great example of perseverance. I know you guys know his story. Um he was in he wasn't not in the best financial position. He was a YouTube content creator. He he put in years of uh trying to get his position and figure out his message uh whether he's adopted other people's messages to come out here and do it. He's very eloquent. He does it well. He's picked the he's picked the lane and he's sticking to it. Hey, it's a great story for you guys. Whether you agree with him or not, it's a great story. So he's actually ascended to a height uh, of his own personal his own personal goals. Whether you want to say he's red pill or not, who, who, who cares? All right. But you saw his growth. You saw his growth. You, you saw where he, he started. He started at the bottom of YouTube, right? He started at the bottom of YouTube. And um, he wasn't getting any traction for a minute until he figured out his lane. And he figured out his lane. And now he's taking over that lane um, and he's put himself a front uh, of, of this particular message here that we talk about all the time. And now he's doing things like this. Now, if you want to dice up how it's working for him, that's another thing. But again, this is a message for you guys that anything's possible. Anything's possible. Right. You saw him doing. I, saw, I remember. I remember I saw him doing a video and he was putting he was at a clothing store. He was putting clothes in the back of a trunk, right, of a not so very good vehicle. All right. I remember the I don't remember what the vehicle was, but it wasn't a nice car. So that's what I'm talking about. And that couldn't have been more than three years ago. That was like three years ago. So they're saying Dr. Kevin Samuels. I think that's just for the video. And they're acting like this is a real therapy session. But let me just say this. The reason why I wanted to highlight this is because. Future, the purpose of this video is talking about future spending money on women. All right. So that's why I wanted to highlight the video. Future spending money on women. That's one of the biggest ways to lose your bag. That's one of the biggest ways to lose your bag, ladies and gentlemen. And so 
you will get hooked on women. You will be able to have access to women. And once you get to this position in life, women become cheap. And when I say they come, become cheap, it's because they can become real affordable. Real affordable. And many of you will indulge and overindulge in women. Or you will cause yourself, let me see if I'm putting this up right here. You will cause yourself to put yourself in situations where you'll have to pay for the children of these women because these women see you as a target, all right? They see you as a target. And so athletes with the most children, check this out. These are men who made close to millions of dollars and they are probably spent a considerable amount of their fortune on child support. <laughs> considerable amount of their portion of their income on child support. You're going to go crazy. And you'll say, why would you bust nuts in women? You know, like that, if you got money, your, your sperm is powerful. It is a very big, uh, it is a very big seed right here. It says, however, as many of them have found their fortune diminishing with monthly child support payments for their offspring, Sean Kemp, seven children with six women. Um, Mike Tyson, eight children with an unknown number of women. I don't know if you guys know, and I've kind of noticed it myself, um, that women will allow you to be very reckless with your salami. They will allow you to do things that they won't allow other guys to do. They'll tell broke dudes to strap on. Now, many women don't, but they'll make sure your ass don't have no Jimmy hat on. Bust all up inside these walls. Muhammad Ali, nine children with five women. Willie Anderson. This guy couldn't have made a lot of money. It says he he, he lost almost $1.75 five million dollars he had he was about to receive from a deferred contract as this cash was divided up amongst the irs and three of the women to whom he had not paid child support so he's losing money hemorrhaging nine children with seven women jason caffey 10 children with eight women the guy played with chicago bulls but he ain't make that much money he was a, in 2009 a judge ordered for him to be arrested after he was accused of failing to pay over $200,000 in child support to just one of the eight women. One of the eight women. Travis Henry. Now, some of these athletes you never even heard of unless you really follow sports. 11 children with 10 women. This also proves my theory about women being uh, willing to be concubines and polyamorous. They will, will, they will do it for money, for the right guy. Evander Holyfield, 11 children with six women. George Foreman, 12 women to adopt it with four women. Antonio Cromartie, 12 children with eight women. 12 children with eight women. There was a funny scene of him trying to remember all of his children's birthdays or all of his children's names. That was the one. He was trying to name all his kids on camera. Calvin Murphy, 14 children with nine women. Then these women tried to take him to court saying he, he touched them when they were young. I think a couple of his daughters tried to take him to court and said, hey, he, when I was young, he touched me. Okay, wait, are you going to be a deadbeat dad or what? He was around enough to touch you? Like, what is going on? Nick Cannon now has eight to ten kids. So what happens is when you start earning money, you start earning money, women will allow you to do things to make you be reckless with your money. A fool and his money shall sue part. You better be ready for this. I need you to prepare for this. I need you pr to prepare for this. 
because once the money comes, you can't set the path. You can't prepare then because you're going to be willing to spend it. Then you're going to be like, oh, a couple of dollars on these holes ain't bad. So the uh, the movie, the movie, the video that Kevin Samuels is in with Future, I believe the premise is that Kevin Samuels needs therapy because he's spending money on women. Now, it's the part of the video. I don't know if this is actually true of Future, but it probably is. And let me tell you something. I'll do this and do the super chats. I'll say this. In my participation in this monetized um, environment with women, many of them are telling tales. I know this is part of the lie and part of the story. But many of these women, when you're talking to them and they're telling tales, they're telling you that certain men are spending X amount of dollars on them for certain things. And the numbers they're coming up with are insane. All right. You're looking going. I'm looking going. Wait. I'm like, well, if this is the case, right, like, why are you broke? <laughs> but this goes to my other uh, uh, bit of information. Women are broke. They're they're not very smart with money. They don't save money. All right. This is just this is this is something we've proven. They're not good at spending uh, saving money. They're good at spending money. And so some of these women are sitting around talking about, oh, this person gave me a thousand dollars a month allowance or a thousand dollars a week and five thousand dollars a month. And these are young women. Oftentimes, no vehicle. <laughs> they still live at their parents' house. And they, they have the nerve to make me believe that somebody has paid them that over a period of time. And you're like, come on, man. But I don't, you know, they're telling me they got flown out from here and there. Athletes are flying them out. Entertainers are flying out. Okay, so this is happening in real time. So uh, what, what Future and Kevin Samuels' video is going to reveal is that a lot of your men with money are willing to spend these dollars on these women because it's cheap. It's cheap. And I want everybody to understand that because by the time you get some money, uh, uh, Apex Predators are going to come down and say, I'll lie down for you two times a week for $1,000. Now, you're going to tap that into your computer. You're going to tap that into your calculator. And you're going to say, that's $4,000 a month. It's zero. I mean, it's zero if you have, let's say, a million dollars in the bank. <laughs> right somebody says if you're broke just say that right where's the girl we, we played her earlier right here's the thing you know if you're broke just say that don't be mad at me for charging people for my time materials and effort god but over time what you're going to do is overindulge then you'll start going to higher end women five thousand dollars a time all right. And then you're going to run out of money. It's going to add up quickly. So you need to be able to rein it in and understand what you're doing and get a good idea of what you're doing. Figure out where there's a leak and there's going to be a leak in your 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 your, your system. You're going to make one hundred thousand dollars a month. There's people who make one hundred thousand dollars a month that, you know, here on YouTube. All right. And then guess what? You're going to start going, well, four thousand is not bad. Eight thousand is not bad. Ten thousand is not bad. And then eventually those problems will become bigger problems. Like then you'll have to pay off lawsuits. Then you'll have to pay off child support when you bust up inside their walls, bro. It's a crazy, crazy time. So a fool in their money shall soon part. Reason why I bring up the Kevin Samuels future thing is because that's the premise of the video. And we also gave you example after example of athletes who've lost most of their money in dealing with women. So that is one of the first traps. 
mindset first. Where is it right here? Where's the video? All right, here. Mindset first. You can make $113 million and lose it with the poor mindset. And then women. Women is the next one that that's the easiest way to lose your money. All right. Or you'll do something like a Nick Cannon's doing, right? Nick Cannon. Now, I'm not saying he's dumb, but if you try to repeat what he's doing, he's doing it. And I believe um, that uh, he believes he'll have his money. He has a high net worth. I'll look it up real quick. Nick Cannon, he's made a lot of money from NBC. All right. So let me see here. Net worth. And uh, money will allow you to be able to think you can do this. Oh, uh, he makes, he has $30 million. That ain't a lot of money, bro. That That's not a lot. I thought it was a lot more than that. <laughs> They're saying his net worth, uh, this one says 60 million. I would want to see, I would want to see 300 million to do what he's doing. Because they're going to run through that money. Them baby mama's going to run through that. Yeah, $30 million is not, a, that's not a lot of money to have eight kids. And so if, yeah, he's worth a lot. If he's worth, he, he, he has to be in a situation where he already has all the material needs he's ever wanted. He might have his property secured. He might have um, these women on some sort of agreement in which there's a set amount that he's willing to pay over a certain amount of time. Um, he says never. Yeah, $30 million is not enough. To, to do what he, in my opinion, but listen, it's not me. And one more thing, men don't have much need for things, right? So there's only a certain amount of things that you can buy unless you get into the, you're talking about yachts and you're talking about, like if you're not talking about that and you're talking about a couple of, a couple of pair of shoes, a couple of suits, a couple of, uh, you know, I've got a couple of wallets, a couple of bags, a couple of, you know what I mean? A couple of piece, pair of jeans. Once you do that, we're talking about 50 grand. If 50 grand, you can fully get yourself whatever you need, maybe 75 grand. So then if you get into the million dollar category, there's not much a man needs. So then once you have that, and then you start buying a couple of properties. I mean, you're not talking about a lot of money for a man. For a woman, that's 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 they'll blow that really quickly. So once men get all of those things, Nick Cannon could be in a position where he has all those things. And he's like, I don't need for much else. I need somewhere to put this money anyway. And he thinks that's the best way to put it is over there. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's do the co super chats. Coach Jr. says sub coach was out at a lounge with a business friend quiet for a while until two loud community girls were talking, shaking my head, only afford to be there, be in there because the gumps on their OnlyFans probably. Okay, so they weren't in the right environment. This, um, you know, they, as they say, you can take the person out of the ghetto, but not the ghetto out of the person or the person out of the country and not the country out of the person. So they they were out there acting up and uh, they went to the lounge and start acting, acting up get, again for women. It's the same thing. They think they can get a rich man, but they're rich man. They don't have rich man attitudes. I'll just go get me a rich man and they show up where wealthy men are going to be and they don't have the attitude. They don't have a demeanor to be the type of woman that a rich man or a wealthy man would 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 be seen with. Sure, you can bedwinch for them. You can be a concubine for them, but not out in public. It is what it is. XL Pro Services says for uh, support, uh, supporting the show this morning. Appreciate you, man. 
Uh, let's see here. Simon Small says, thank you, Coach, for keeping our minds on our money and our money's on our mind. I keep my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Uh, this is what we have to do every day. You have to think about this stuff. It's always on my mind. I'm always kind of budgeting in my head, setting goals, um, setting goals all the time. I've been doing this even when I was making very little money. I was like, all right. I was always thinking about that. Um, just so that just in case there's a windfall. I can be prepared for it. I can be like, all right, I already know exactly what I need to do with this. Again, you got to be prepared for this. Otherwise, you're going to be uh, go do stupid stuff. Like, there's plenty of things that I could buy. You know what I mean? Like, I look at stuff. Like, I went to the shoe store, and they had all kind of Jordans. I own three pair of Jordans. I only really wear one, maybe two of them. The other pair I wore once, and they hurt my feet. <laughs> so I was like, I ain't never wearing. They felt like boots. And so um, I went into the shoe store. I'm not a big shoe guy. I'm not a big shoe guy at all. But I got I got all the shoes you like, you know, I got enough shoes, bro. But I don't care about shoes. So I go into the shoe store and they got all these Kanye West Yeezys and all this stuff. I was like, I can buy that. Like, I literally can afford to buy it. But I was looking at them and I was going, them things so damn ugly. <laughs> mm. And all these shoes look like bubble gum to me. So I just don't get it. I can't get in the shoes. Even I have dress shoes. I got the, I got nice dress shoes. But I always be throwing on Vans. I always have Vans. Like in California, I always will slide my feet in some Vans. It's very easy, convenient. Um, Those are my favorite shoes. Vans. And I was looking at them Yeezys and I asked the guy, I was like, how much? Of those? I was just, I was like, how much of those? I'm just curious. That shit, look, he said $400. I was like, mm. he was like, and up depending on the size. I was like, bruh, <laughs> God damn. I was like, hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I got money to get them, but I was like, $400 for those? Oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, nah, man. Not I. I'll be at the van store for 50 bucks. I got, I think I got more vans than anything. But that's a California thing, man. He says you grew up on man's coach, 80s teen stuff. Yeah. I yeah, somebody said sneakers are a scam. I I'll be looking like, I don't know why these shoes cost so much money. All right. I don't, I don't get it. But uh, shoes have always been a thing. Like, um, you know, um, men used to wear, you know, wingtip shoes. Shoes for men have always been a thing. You know, men, men have been defined by shoes uh, for a while. So I get that part. I get that part. We've transitioned from dress shoes to sneakers. And so they've just taken the price for dress shoes and put them on sneakers, right? Because of the important supply and demand. But I don't get it. I, I will let you guys know right now, I don't get it. <laughs> so um, I could fake it, though. I literally could have a shoe. What do you call them? The shoe sneakerhead companies. I could do a sneakerhead brand and channel and all that stuff. I, but I just don't get it. Like I, I will never get it. Maybe I will get it. I just don't get it. Like I don't know. I wouldn't put my money there. Fifty dollar vans. <laughs> Fifty dollar vans. And them shoes are uncomfortable too. I'm like these shoes don't even feel good. I'll make my own shoe. Yeah, I, you know what? I would be good at reselling the shoes. It's kind of like Rolex watches, too. You know, the wealthy people, it's like Rolex watches. To me, I look at it and go, 
it's more of a status symbol than it is. You know, it's a fine piece of machine. You can get something that's a replica easily. Um, but what I would do is I would buy multiple Rolexes and resell them. That's what I would do with them. I wouldn't be out here. Where, like, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the sneakers. I would probably be a good sneaker reseller because I don't care about the sneakers. <laughs> and the whole thing I don't get is the whole that, that, they, that they, uh, community, the community ends up, again, it's a status symbol, but the community ends up spending money that they don't have on this item. Like, you don't have... You don't have 400. Most people don't have $400 to buy on Yeezys. Like if you live in the community, they're an investment. So we put them on timeout. I know poor people weren't around here with Yeezys. Like, now that to that, it doesn't make sense. Like that's a $400 shoe that I wouldn't even put on my feet. But it is what it is. That's neither here nor there. I'm not criticizing people who have this fetish. Uh, for the shoe or you have a knowledge about the shoe. I just don't share that knowledge. It's a status symbol. So you would wear it, you would wear it, and people would say you have the Yeezys on. I get it. I get it. I get that part, but I'm looking at it fashion-wise going, that doesn't make sense. Simon Small, thank you, Coach, for keeping our money on my mind. Kirby H says, good morning, Coach, because of your help and advice. I have more disposable income coming in. Thank you. I love the Blue Chip Mindset series catching up on the old episodes. Exactly. Thank you, sir. And the old episodes, I made a playlist for this particular channel. So I put the playlist in now. And you can click on there. I think I'm missing one video, but um, it is what it is. We'll get to catch up on that. Who else? Setsana says, don't let the meat vacuums. <laughs> he says, don't let the meat vacuums succeed your focus or the meat vacuums. He called them the meat vacuums succeed your focus. It's a hard thing, man, because, yeah, man, you'll have people coming after you better, better looking women than you've ever been able to have once you reach a certain thing. Um, same thing. It's kind of like a Porsche, too. You know, I mean, those are fine pieces of machine. They're not functional uh, in many places. Like, you know, um, I parked my car in a grocery store. Some lady hit it back into it. Like, damn, that was very that could be very costly. Was it worth me going to the grocery store in it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so a lot of times those things will start, once you have those things, negative things will start uh, attracting towards you. Women. Women. That's a big one. And they'll succeed you. They'll do things for you, man. They'll do things for you. And, and uh, they'll do things for you down there because you just because you have money. And you'll lose it. And they don't, and when you, and when you don't have the money no more, they're out of there. Ricky Bobby says, nobody listens. He said, I've been telling them to buy Bitcoin since it was five bucks in 2012. Not a single one of my family or my friends listened. Now, that is sad. <laughs> Somebody hit your Porsche last year. But that is sad, bro. And um, back in 2012, I wish you were around, of course. Yes, it seems um, easy to say I would listen to you then. But a lot of people are like, nah. It ain't going to be nothing. Well, gosh, if you if you bought Bitcoin at five bucks, you definitely have some money. Because Bitcoin now, oh, by the way, crypto's coming back. So I did rain on this parade two weeks ago about the crash. So I will say everybody pay attention to cryptocurrency again. You should all it's a long term investment. So just so you know, 
Uh, I wouldn't try to become wealthy overnight. It's a long-term investment, so pay attention. Uh, A&A Radio, by, by the way, I've been watching your videos, a couple of your videos lately. KS and Future are about to expose a lot of 304s. What a time to be alive. Women are calling them two toxic people meeting together. They're not happy. They're not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> Turnpike Tyrone was speaking to a single mom, Ray Simp, about how we can't talk about black women because they are protected. He said, yo, mama is black. He says, I'm shuffling. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, I, it, well, as they say, anyone, whoever you can't criticize, that's who your owner is. Um, and, uh, I think the community is owned by, I mean, when I say owned, I mean, they, they are, they're, they're handcuffed in their inability to get the women straight in their community. All right. Because if you want to put accountability on men and women together, you'll be able to do well. But what happens is they'll make bad decisions and then say the men have to fix it. Hey, good luck, guys. Hey, I'm going to tell you guys right now, and I'll repeat this right now. You guys got to get out of the community. All right. I will take, I will tell you this every day of the week. There will nothing be, there will, you will, if you weren't here in the earlier show, I don't have a very much an empathetic bone. All right. And I, and if negative things happen to me, never feel sorry for me because most of the time I probably either put myself in that position or I did something. It is what it is. All right. Never feel sorry for me. I never will feel sorry for you. Okay. And with that being said, um, there's no saving it. You guys got to get out of there. You guys better get out of there. Okay. If you don't get out of there, bro, you're going to be, you're going to regret it. That's going to be one of your biggest regrets. It's a very simple move. Get out. I mean, I don't want to know what to tell you. The community is never going to get on its feet. All right. Like everybody's going to imagine it to be. They're always waiting for somebody else to save them. They will never do what, what it takes because there's generations of people that have different agendas. All right. The older people have an agenda. The middle, the middle uh, age people have an agenda and the young people have an agenda. Uh, and everybody wants to group these people together. And I think they're all separate. I think they're separate. I mean, the, and, and uh, I want you to understand that mindset. There's no such thing as a community and everybody's diced up in their little holes in these major cities. Oh, it's all shitty in all these major cities. Well, that's choice. I would get out of there. I mean, you could get out of there. So if you're in any community in your area, you're in Jacksonville. Hey, man, Florida's big. Get your ass on a Greyhound bus. Get the hell out of there. Get to the chopper. There's no there's no saving it. And uh, let me give you a reminder of that. Shall I remind you? All right. Uh, let me see here. I'll play this right here. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? All right, so you guys know the uh, I told you to do Biden, lady. Uh, what about this right here? Uh, right here, Biden. This is this is allegedly uh, people are using this to uh, push out against the Biden administration. I'm not sure if this is uh, well, it's true, but there's something. There's a grant program that was put out, and they they pulled this part out to embarrass the Biden administration. I'm sure it's true. Because Biden is a uh, Biden has been a sucker and a uh, racist forever. I mean, it's it's what it is. But uh, nobody could tell you that now. But there's a lot of fake outrage towards this. He's been a racist. He's been against the community forever. Uh, the 94 crime bill. You can go back since forever, bro. I mean, and everybody's out here surprised. I've been telling you that this is what he's going to do. He's going to do stuff like this. 
Biden administration to fund program that hands out crack pipes to prevent infection and promote racial equality. So people are like, well, white people, he's white people are going to get it too. No, he did this specifically during Black History Month to promote racial equality. I mean, it's absolutely insane that people thought that that was going to be the savior. Uh, you have illegal immigrants getting money, handed down money. Um, people are getting help. You have, uh, you know, you've had grants, land grants since forever. White people have been able to benefit from real estate and business loans. Black people are always going to be left out. And the reason why this is significant is because you guys always vote them in. This is why I say you got to get out of the community because the mindset is that they're expecting these people to they expect to vote these people in and they're going to be a savior. And out of desperation, you vote these people in. All right. And they're never going to be your savior. In fact, you oftentimes vote the wrong person in. I mean, it is what it is. And I'm not trying to get political, but take a look. Just look, man. Just just it's it's very easy to see. And unfortunately, people see it too late. So I'm not I'm hearing a lot of fake outrage from uh, pro blacks. Now they roll this stuff out. Right. Again, the, the point of it is, as a man, you better see this and you better see it fast. This whole argument about Uncle Tom and sellouts and all that stuff, that's going to keep you where you are. That's going to keep you where you are because there's no such thing as an Uncle Tom. There's no thing, such thing as a sellout. Every time you say the person, this person, Trump, let's use Trump. Trump is the slave master. No, it ends up being Biden, right? You end up saying Bill George Bush don't care about black folks, but it was Bill Clinton and Hillary. And you guys push for them to get in. And once they get in there, then they stab you in the back. All right. You end up saying Mitt Romney don't understand black folks. And then Ob y'all put Obama in twice. And guess what? Nothing happened. So it's it's an it's an amazing idea that that, that out of desperation, we do things like this. And we make people out to be the enemy and the other person to be the friend. Malcolm X reminded, he warned you guys a long time ago about this. I played that clip. Malcolm X warned you about the liberal and what they do. They tap dance for you. They put hot sauce in their purse. They dance. They do the whip and the nay nay. And then they stab you in the back. It is what it is. And so all of you guys are waiting for reparations. Well, here it is. <laughs> yeah. He's been a racist forever. He said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And so what I'm selling you is a fool in their money. Should, this follows the theme of the show. A fool in their money so soon part. You had an opportunity under Trump. And I'm not promoting him as, as the better option, but under him, he was paying for the black colleges and universities. He didn't cut the money. He also looked at it and he was going to invest in the, what did they call it? The platinum program, if I'm not mistaken. He was willing to do that. And then you guys said, no, he's an all-out staunch racist, and you put a racist in. I tell you, you put a confirmed racist in, and then you couldn't even confirm it on the other side. And this is what you get as a result. A fool in their money shall soon part. You better get out of the community quickly because this is what you get with the mindset that is there as a young man. And if you're a young woman listening to me, the community will be your downfall. <laughs> it's going to be your down because now the pro blacks are complaining. Well, wait a minute. What about, and they end even up dressed up a dark skinned, a light skinned, dark skinned woman and claimed that she was a woman of color, black. I mean, they pulled every bamboozle hoodwink that they possibly could on you. You guys went out there and pushed and shoved 
all kind of ballots allegedly in the machine and celebrated downtown Washington. I saw you. So I don't want to hear any fake outrage here. I saw you doing it. I saw you celebrating. <laughs> and you get what you deserve. I told you to do Biden. You get what you deserve. So anyway, I would tell you guys, as I would evacuate. This is an emergency. All right, Jeremiah says the girl from the stack video is the same girl on the if you're broke, just say that. Her name is Stormy. I won't promote her channel, but we have tried to go back and forth to see if that was the same girl. By the way, her uh, materials and efforts, I don't know about the effort, but her materials can get it. All right. Yeah. Van Jones was crying on CNN. He says, uh, Briss Clown says, shout out to the coach game. Can't wait to be rocking the free agent lifestyle kicks when they drop. Hey, that's a good idea. Pete Rose says, coach, the straggles were deep in the beer garden at the World Ag Expo. They know where the high value targets are. Buzzer. I don't care. Look, man, I don't, they better understand and study how rich uh, women who attract rich men operate. All right. Because even Zoe's of the world, I played that clip of Zoe. She thinks she's going to get an engineer doctor. No, she's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's going to end up pregnant by a, a, a cowboy at the bar. That's what she's going to get. People don't understand, man. Rich guys don't wife up straggle daggles of any kind. Okay. Jeremiah, Nick is a super producer. He's net worth surpassed what Google comes with. He says, I'm estimating nearly 150 million. And Kanye's true net worth reported between six to 10 billion, not the 1.8 reported on Google. Well, you know, your, your numbers on Nick Cannon makes more sense to me. I was thinking that he had to be worth $100 million, all right, to do what he's doing. The 30 million is quite low. And six to $10 billion for Kanye, that would be amazing. That would be amazing for him. Um, unfortunately, doesn't prevent him from getting hoodwinked and bamboozled either, right? Acido uh, uh, Rusko says Biden's best friend was Storm uh, Strom Thurmond. Do your Googles on Strom Thurmond, fellas, buzzer. And he also did, um, you know, um, he did the um, eulogy at Robert Byrd's funeral. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you could go back and find all the stuff, but, you know, the community doesn't do its research. <laughs> it's they they vote on emotion. And I've been trying to tell you guys, uh, stop, stop moving with emotion. Never get gaslit by the media. The media, the media, they are who they are. You know what I mean? We already know how they work. You guys got to do your research on them. They will gaslight you and make you make emotional decisions. Your best defense against that is to be logical rational pragmatic and this is what people make you not do they will encourage you not to be those things don't be why are you so logical why are you thinking about it so much you too pragmatic no nah, we need to act now you need to get up we need to go now why does it always have to be we need to go act now we need to stop no 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 Let's put the blame where the blame needs to be. Let's take a look at the issues. Let's look at the statistics. Let's do the research. Let's figure out. Anytime they get you to do something based on emotion, we need to do it now. Cover your face. Everybody stay home. Don't come out. I always go, mm, push now. You need to take the shot now. Do it now. Don't even think about it. It's for everybody. See, that right there lets me know that's exactly what I don't want to do. 
I will always be against that type of decision making. Anybody that says stuff like that to me, I will automatically, I will clench up like that. I will go, hold up. <laughs> I always think that the, the, I always think, and whether you want to believe it or not, that's you. I will always pause, hit the brakes. I will go, no, 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 no. I'm not going to make an emotional decision. You, I need to understand what, what is and who stuff is and what is the, but come on, do it now. And everybody take the poke. It's ready for you. It's ready. You can get up right now. Sign up right now. I'm like, nah, no, sir. <laughs> Don't pressure me. This shouldn't be a pressure tactic thing. I'm not going out to March. I'm not shooting myself up. I'm not doing any of that. You're going to miss out now. They're not going to have any more. All right. <laughs> and then when I see y'all Jim Joe's Kool-Aid, I'm going to be like, I told you, you should have wait. I'm not doing the high pressure I'm not doing the emotional. I always tell you guys, when somebody shows you something on the screen, they're trying to get you to emotionally react. Just be patient. One shot moment says, I'm from the deadline city in California, San Bernardino, to be exact. My first mission was to make it out because I knew I would get would be killed simply for wanting more out of life than to hang with bums on the block. And he says, got my class A. Shout out to you. Congratulations getting your class A certif uh, uh, certification. Uh, I believe that's your trucking certification. Right. Congratulations. You got it. I, I don't care where you come from. You got to get out of there. <laughs> you got to get out of there. Adrian Paul, shout out to the coach gang. We'll catch up later. Thank you, sir. Shinobi Style says, if you own Nikes, please own Nike. If you have a MacBook and iPhone, please own Apple. Peace, coach. Yep, I own Nike stock. I own more Nike stock than I own Nikes. <laughs> so it is what it is. I mean, that's one of the situations that I actually called for myself. I was like, before I buy all kind of Nikes, I will own Nike. I don't own a lot of Nike stock. But I made sure that I own more than I actually own pairs of Nikes. But you can flip them, too. I can flip the little shoes that I have. Shout out to Ricky Webster. Appreciate you for you being get here. My bag and run. <laughs> all right, he normally says uh, he, he must be busy today. All right, so let's get in here. A couple more things I wanted to highlight to you for fool and their money should sue part. Here's the situation here. Greed is the next thing you got to guard against. Greed, greed. Uh, there's a lot of greedy people. There's a story about Headache Smith, basketball player for the Arizona State Devils back in the 90s. He committed some point-shaving scandals. Great story that they featured on a TV show on Netflix called Bad Sports. Check it out. It's episode one. Um, and they talked about him as a young player having to choose between um, being a broke college student and a potential NBA draft pick or making $40,000 over two or three week period by uh, fixing basketball games. And so he chose to fix a couple of basketball games and make a couple of dollars, which he spent all of it. He spent all of it. He first made 10 grand and he got greedy and he wanted to double up. Then he made 20 grand. Then he wanted to double up and he lost. So he was set back 20 grand and then he had to make that money back. So then he doubled up again and had to fix another basketball game. In that story also is the man who was the fixer who benefit from the fixing, who was the gambler who put up $500,000 of his own money on uh, Vegas bets. He won because Headache Smith was able to 
manipulate the first game and fix the first game. And so what did they do? He said he made, he turned the $500,000 into $1 million. And then they said, let's do it again. He turned the $1 million into $2.5 million. And then because Headache Smith got into trouble in the second one and he had to force himself to do another fix, the guy who did the third fix turned the $2.5 million into $5 million. Now you think that they will stop there, right? Headache Smith made 40 grand, blew it. The guy who was responsible for uh, the, the Vegas bets in the fix on the gambling side, he turned the $500,000 into $5 million. Now, greed is going to kill him because then he, what happened was they did the fourth fix. They fixed the fourth game in which then everybody knew all eyes were on them. And so the guy said, you think I would have been happy with the $5 million? The guy says it in there. He said, you think I would have been happy? I'm going to have to put something up there. I see something, my sun shining in. He says, you think I would have been happy with the $5 million? But he said, I wasn't. I tried to turn the $5 million into $10 million. And by the time he did that, the word was out. People figured it out. People were watching him. They let the fix go on. And guess what happened? They got popped. <laughs> Greed will kill you. And in this article here, bottom line, always the bottom line, guys, check this out. Listen to what he says. And I want everybody to hear this greed. Let me see here. Uh, hold on for a second. Oh, I lost it. Oh, it's down here. All right. This is what he says. And I wanted to quote him verbatim. Oh, man. Uh, let me see here. I guess he says he has an SM, uh, net worth for 10 million. Oh, here it is right here. He said. He had to accept that I'd ruined my future for less cash than I would have made my first week in the NBA. I had to accept that I'd ruined my future for less cash than I would have made in my first week in the NBA. Okay, so he ruined it for less than, like right around $40,000 of cash. But he would have made that check back easily if he would have stuck to his guns and been patient. He was a senior in college. And what he was doing was in his last few games, he said, I'm going to just do this and move on and get drafted in the NBA. And he didn't get drafted because this was uh, uh, known uh, that he was doing this. So be careful with this. Greed will kill you. Sometimes when you're ahead, it's better to just back away. Let me do this. I got to put a cover on this uh, because the sun is going to shine in and I'm going to get this nice little highlight on the corner of my screen. Let's watch a commercial and hopefully I'll be back by the time the commercial is over. Give me about a couple seconds and uh, we out. I'll be back. All right, I'm back. I think I made it back. All right, we made it back. See, yep, all good. Uh, we'll continue with the last point here before we go. Let me see here. Oh, a fool and his money shall soon part. 
We'll do the last two stories here. A fool in his money shall soon part. So you think money is the answer. Here's this running back for the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara. Mm. Alvin Kamara at the Pro Bowl. NFL players typically do stupid stuff like this during the offseason. He's playing in the Pro Bowl. I don't know if you guys know him. Alvin Kamara's contract. Alvin Kamara's contract. Let's look at his opportunity. He had an opportunity to make a lot of money in his life. He signed a five-year, $75 million contract with a $15 million signing bonus, $33 million, almost $33.8 million guaranteed. I'm going to do a video on this on CGA Sports um, today, and it should be released by afternoon. Alvin Kamara doing hood stuff. See, you make it out. You get gold. This is why I'm telling you, I never subscribe to the, we just need money to fix issues. No, we don't. We need the right mindset. This guy is guaranteed to have $33 million in his bank account. And he's beating up people in Las Vegas casino. Like his name is Tupac and Suge Knight. He about to blow it. He blew it. Just like that running the, the, the receiver from the Raiders driving 150 to 170 miles an hour, kills a woman, just like the other cornerback from the Raiders, flashing guns, the hood mentality. Guys, money is a mindset. It has nothing to do with the tangible fact that you have the money in your hand. Right? Because you think your mindset is going to change when you get money. No, it's not. Your mindset has to be prepared for this, or you're going to lose it when you get it. And so Alvin Kamara is guaranteed to make $33,000. And what is he doing? Him and his homeboys are beating people up in an elevator. Mm. Why? Why would you punch somebody at all and you worth $33 million? Listen to this. And I'm going to tell you, the, the, the ninja mindset has got to be one of the, I, I feel sorry for the ninja. Because you ninjas will blow it for your ego. Like, I, I'll give you an example. Somebody does something to you and somebody will gas you up. You got to tell them off. And then you end up telling them off and spitting on them or doing something that you think makes you feel good for now. And uh, you will do it and ruin your reputation. You will do it and get into fist fight. You will do it and go to jail. You will do. Guys, the ninja always has to win the argument. The ninja always has to be right and win the debate. This is why I don't debate, because ninjas debate, all right? Ninjas debate on YouTube for free. I always need a fee if you want me to debate anything of my philosophy. I need a fee, because I'm not about to lose for free. And why would I win for free? Why, why would I want to win for free? No, no, no. When I win, there should be a winner's purse at the end of it, Okay. This is the only reason I get into fights or debates. I'm not going to squabble for free just to make a point. But the ninja has to be right and loud. You know what I'm saying? And right out in front of you. Show me a man worth $33 million guaranteed that is beating people up in the elevator. The ninja. And the reason why they do this is to prove that they're still hood, to prove they're not a Sambo or a sellout or Uncle Tom. They need to prove to their homeboys they're street and authentic. Authentic. Let me show you. I'm going to read why he said. I'm going to read why he said 
he fought the guy. Let's go see if I can pull it out. All right. Pull it out. That's what he said. It says here. I'm going to read where it says why he why he beat him up. Here it is right here. And the ninja always has to impress his girlfriend because he got straggle daggles around. Kamara told police this is all allegedly innocent until proven guilty. So I hope he's innocent, but he's now making the statement. Kamara told police that he was with his girlfriend. His assistant and a couple of friends. Kamara said the man called one of his friends ugly. I'll repeat that. This is why you got, why do you guys get so upset about words? Now, if this person is repeatedly torturing you with words, then it's time to have a conversation. If somebody says a word to me once in passing, okay. Kamara said the man called one of his friends ugly, not even him. Now, let's take a look at Kamara. I will be willing to say that he's probably ugly. I mean, you look, he's ugly. (laughs) I'm just saying. He's not an attractive guy. So if the guy called him ugly, he probably would have said, yeah, I'm ugly. But I'm worth $33 million. So here it is right here. But no, Kamara's friend got called ugly. He says the man called one of his friends ugly while they were waiting for the elevator and then later said, I'll whoop your ass too. Wait a minute. I'm a millionaire. And somebody walks up to me and says, you short, ape, baboon, monkey looking. I'm sitting here going, I'm a millionaire, though. (laughs) If somebody came up, you old grandpa, Houston, Texas coach, looking ass, old, crusty, dusty. I would literally look over them and be like, but I'm worth $33 million. Like that, how does that even, I'm not even worth $33 million now. And I will laugh at you. That is an episode of ballers. I will laugh at you now. And I'm like, bro, I know I'm in a better position than you. And the guy about to be rich now. Uh, Kamara said he saw a fight break out next to him and saw the man get punched. When asked why he punched the man, Kamara indicated, here you go, the ninja mentality, that he thought the man was running away and has done se- and had done something to his group. So he chased him and punched him several times. Okay. Mm. Why doesn't he have security? This is a statement from Kamara. The police notes that the video shows that the man was not running away. All right, this is all innocent until proven guilty, unfortunately, but he's 26 years old, worth $33 million, and he's about to lose a chunk of it. He could lose his freedom. I'm gar- I'm probably going to say that um, he'll probably just have to do the old payola and pay everybody off, losing considerable amount of his net worth that he didn't need to lose to prove he was a man. And... um. I don't know. You're not supposed to be guys. You're not supposed to put yourself in this position. This is what security is for. This is what 
This is what your homeboys are for. You don't supposed to put yourself in this position as a multimillionaire. Do, do, I always, you know, people always want to compare black and whites. Do white millionaires run around in Las Vegas beating up people? No. I've seen Tupac do it. I've seen Suge Knight do it. And I've seen this dude do it, allegedly. Why? Why? <laughs> you literally are in crazy. You're in. Somebody says, if I was worth $30 million, I'm going to be the most boring person. Per, dude, I would literally have a VIP interest, entrance to the suite that I need to go to. I've stayed in suites in Vegas. I would go directly beeline, like say you stay in the Venetian, have my car VIP parked, park I, like I do now. I always do valet when I'm in my Porsche. I, if I, it, even if there's open spots very close to the valet, I valet it. I'd rather be over there, except that there's no valet, and that lady hits my car. So anyway. I would beeline straight to the elevator, straight to the VIP elevators. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's VIP elevators, and then there's everybody else's elevators. <laughs> and then I would go up to my damn suite. Somebody says he got scammed. Yeah. Like, think about it. If you're a guy, you're worth zero. You get beat up by an NFL football player. Bang. Now I'm worth a million bucks. <clears throat> Unreal. Oh, Ricky Webster did say I love my coach and also my coach game. French totes props do. I couldn't see it. Thank you, sir. Randy Bill says an old XX at work <clears throat> showed me pictures of her daughter who is 29 and looking for a serious relationship. She asked if I was single. Give me the. And that's did you. she have a baby, too? Was she divorced, too? They want to sign you up for a bad deal. Last story. Drugs. So this is the, this is how a fool and his money shall soon part. Uh, ninja country mentality, trash mentality. All right, not ready, not prepared to be wealthy or at least financially stable. All right, so you hit your lottery winnings. Number two, women. For men, women is the fastest way you're going to lose your money. You're going to lose it quickly. They're going to bleed you dry. They're going to squeeze blood out of a turnip. All right, and then when 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 um. When you're done, when they're done with you, guess what? They're out. You won't see them women no more. The next one is greed. We talked about that. And then the last one is drugs. Guys, we lost some of our best music artists because they had access to drugs. And many of these stories have been the same story for generations. How many music stars have we lost over drugs? Even Michael Jackson was lost over a drug addiction. Let's call it what it is. He might have been murdered, you know, uh, you know, set up. The doctor was giving him, he was giving him too much of what he was hooked on, which was propofol, which I've had propofol one time and it knocked me the hell out. <laughs> okay. I was gone. They gave me the shot. They were like, the shot's going in, countdown, 10, knock. I don't remember nothing else. And then I woke up so high. <laughs> I woke up higher than a kite. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Michael Jackson was hooked on propofol. Prince was hooked on a drug because he was very much an aggressive um, performer. And um, he was his body was aching him and he was addicted to 
He was addicted to painkillers. And he died in the elevator, bro. Worth, I don't know what he was worth, $50 million in excess. I'm not sure. Tom Petty, Whitney Houston, Mac Miller. Go down the line. Go down the line, guys. Who is uh, Moises Arias? <laughs> oh, man. It's a sad thing, man. And uh, eventually, if you get hooked on any drugs, this is why I would tell you, life should be your drug. All right? You should be the drug. I am drugs. Juice World. There's a lot of guys, man. They had an actor on the, from The Wire. Guys, so there only takes a little bit of fentanyl. This is why I wouldn't trust the, somebody that gave me a street drug. Hey, here, take some street drug. I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know what's in these drugs. No. I would have to get a batch. I would have to get a batch from, I would have to create the drug before I even take one. And I had a relative die like this, by the way. I had a relative die like this. All right. Um, allegedly, what happened was this relative went to, they were, they were doing some street drugs. And this happened probably about 15 years ago. I'm not mistaken. Roughly around there. They were buying street drugs. And um, they were getting high. It was them and another friend. They went back to smoke up. And then um, and then what happened was, I guess when they bought the first batch, they got in an argument with the dealer. All right. And so I guess, you know, they got an attitude, cop the attitude with the dealer. This is all alleged. This is all we don't know. And then when they went back after getting high the first time, they went back for another batch. All right. They went back for another uh, purchase. And then when they went back the second time, they smoked out. It was a rap ski for one of them. And then the other person left scared like, oh, they probably hit that. And then <laughs> you're like, whoa, holy crap. And then they got scared and left, fled the scene. And then the kids had to find that person, that per the person, the kid, the kids found that person smoked out and dead. So, uh, be careful who you're buying street drugs from because you don't know them. And nobody's coming after them to go prosecute them. So be be careful, especially then alcohol to another one. Uh, so that's how you lose your money, guys. A fool in their money shall soon part. Who are we doing here? Super chat time. Brown 310 in the building. Thank you for being here again. Somebody that says a like shot. No, they got they smoked themselves out. I don't know what it was. They were they were dead. They hit they they the person said they hit the pipe and was gone. That's some scary ish. All right, uh, yes, yeah, somebody like some embalming fluid or something like that. Yeah, fentanyl is a big deal, guys. The fentanyl has to, it will be so minimum minimal, like a couple of like the, the guy I had a neighbor here. He said his daughter died doing street drugs. And he believes it was some fentanyl in the in the street drugs. It don't have to be a lot either, man. A little bit could kill you out here. So be careful. You out there partying. Hey, take this. Or what if they drop it in your drink? Crazy. <laughs> Who's about people die from burgers? All right. Uh, George, Jorge Lujan. He says, we use propofol to keep people asleep on ventilators and then keep them sedated to reduce dislocated joints. Same as uh, ketamine. Ketamine? 
keep people asleep on ventilators. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a powerful drug. It's a powerful. So allegedly Jackson had, Michael Jackson had a, a he couldn't go to, he couldn't sleep without the propofol. Sheesh. So I did my Achilles surgery when I ruptured my Achilles and I did my surgery. They gave me propofol. I remember it was after Michael Jackson died a couple of years later. Maybe, maybe two or three years later, the doctor was like, oh, we're going to give you some propofol. I was like, hey, hold on. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He was like, don't worry. <laughs> he was like, you'll be in dreamland immediately. I was like, you better wake me the hell up. Conservative troll, you preaching facts, coach. Keep preaching this truth, brother. Yes, indeed. Thank you, man. Hey, we trying to do it. Uh, we trying to wake some dudes up. I, and I have to wake you up with a hardcore truth. So we're trying to help dudes in the community. Talk. We're trying to help people with poverty mindset, poor mindset, uh, Robin Hood complex, hero syndrome. You need heroes. You need a leader. No, you don't. You need to start with yourself. Change your mindset first. Start with yourself. Don't care about anybody else. And then you realize once your life starts improving, the same people that said we need to rise up together, they'll start stealing from you. The same people that said we need to rise up together, they'll start hating on you. The same people that said we're going to rise up as a people, they'll start deleting you and Swiss cheesing your ass up, shooting at you, setting you up. All right. The same people that say we need to overcome and uh, overcome and rise as a group and as a people, the people will let you lose $33 million fighting in an elevator. Soon as he threw the first punch, one of his homeboys should have said, no, you, no. One of the persons should have protected that guy. No, 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 no. Alvin, no, not you. Even your own, your own family members will start to come out against you. So understand what it is. If you guys think of this mythical, we're going to rise up as a people, guys, it would have happened a long time ago. We, we don't need to rise up as a people. We need individuals to take accountability for their actions. This whole idea that we're going to save the black women, and that is a myth. We've never been able to save them. We ain't never going to save them. We ain't never going to save them because they have a mind of their own. Let them be at the, let them do what they want to do. And I will not associate with you. That's what I will do. Because when have they ever done anything for me? That's all I'm going to say. When have they ever done anything to be uh, to, for me? They never really done anything for me. So why would I do anything for them? All right. And that goes for anybody. That goes for anybody. I don't care who you are, what race you are, what class you are, or whatever. You ain't never done anything for me. So why would I do for you? All right. But what I do to give back is I try to help people change their mentality. That's how I give back. All right. So people give to me to continue the message and I give back and people overwhelmingly come back and say, man, this changed my life or I use this method. I took this from you and I made a difference in my life. I've helped more people than the hood has ever helped. All right. Um, let me set your super chats. Oh, I got to do the cash app. Deco says, OK, coach, I've been ninja watching. So here's a little something. Keep smacking us over the head with these facts. Facts, facts, facts. All right. Ninja also says, uh, oh, no, no, he's on the Patreon. All right, so I'll invite you guys to the Patreon group. Uh, links in the description box below. But if you guys want to come to it on, on Sundays, we've got the Money Mindset group over there. All right, uh, great topics over there. So what you have to do is go to, no, that's PayPal. That's not Patreon. There you go right there. You can pick up all of these streams too now. The replays are still there now. All right, you can pick those up on Patreon, exclusive content, plus all the Money Mindset groups from Sunday nights. 
this we won't be here this Sunday night. We're gonna move it because of Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but we really get a deep dive into deep topics related to money, finances, and all of that stuff, savings. We have some guests every now and then, but I need to bring more guests in as I continue the show. Joseph Jones says, uh, would you recommend? He says, what's your recommend recommended gun portfolio, especially for those who live in California and liberal states? I did a gun, I did a firearm video. And so I would I would try to get as many as I can, right? You know, um, you need a you need a shotgun, you need a uh you need a AR, you can get AR 10 or AR 15. California, they're gonna be jacked up ARs, you know, with the handle. Um, you need handgun. So I would start with I always started with the hand, a pistol. And I think I started with the Glock uh 26 or 27. I think it's a 2740 cal. And then I started, then I went with the shotgun. Shotgun is no, shotgun <laughs> Shotgun in any situation is going to do it, all right? And learn how to operate these things, man. The shotgun is the the, the one. I don't know why people think about ARs, I guess, because they don't have any uh, recoil. I don't know what it is. I'm like, why are y'all worried about that? Shotgun is the kill. And so the shotgun, I got a Jerry Mitchellatch, JM Pro, Mossberg. You know, I did a video on that one. And then I went and got a couple of more pistols. <laughs> you guys see my safe back there. I shouldn't tell you. There's just a safe back there. So I got, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Then I got, uh, and I just ordered one. I just got a new, um, what did I pick up? Let me look at it. And I have a 10-day waiting period. So I'm going to pick it up on next Monday. What did I just get? Oh, I got an MMP. uh uh, shield. I have got an MMP nine, a Smith and Wesson MMP shield nine, small, small caliber. Like that thing's so tiny. When she, when I opened the box, I was like, "Good lord, that thing's so nice. It's cute. <laughs> that thing's so cute." I was like, "Oh, this is cute." But you could definitely use that as a uh, concealed. That thing is a tiny little baby. I haven't fired it though. I don't know what's gonna do. Uh, he says we get the Glocks out the bushes, <laughs> but, uh, check out my video. If you guys want to see my video on that one, uh, let me see if I can pull it up and then, uh, oh, you know what? Did I put it on my new channel? I should put it on my new channel. I put, uh, go check out the CGA channel too. I should put that on my new channel, but, um, did I put that on free agent lifestyle? I don't even know where I put videos at. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and ARs are cheap to build too. If you guys want to know where this to to build them, where in the world did I put that video? I make so many videos, man, and got so many channels. I don't know where. Sometimes I'm like, what video? What channel did I put that on? Firearm collection. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here it is, right here. There it is right there. I'm going to have to put that on the CGA channel. I don't know why Managing. I didn't share the link. And I tagged my boy, Coleon Noir. So if you ever want to see a firearm collection right there. Sorry, it says free agent now sounds less free, even reckless and irresponsible. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we got some more super chats. 
Uh, but I would say if you live in a liberal state, you have to have get them now because they're really going to be aggressive of taking away your ability to have them. The Jimmy ZTT, I said the same thing about uh, when Michael Phelps destroyed his bag smoking weed at a party or the guy who pulled Iris's money to the side um, so he would have cash after the NBA. Shout out. Oh, man. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the coach gang. So Michael Phelps did blow his bag on the weed and everybody got pissed when the when the sprinter, the black girl sprinter did it. And they were like, well, Michael Phelps did it. He lost the bag. He lost some sponsorships. All right. And he didn't even get. I mean, he lost some sponsorships. Like, why? Um, and then um, Allen Iverson's kept a lot of his money because the Reebok deal uh, that made him so he couldn't touch it after a certain. I can't remember how it worked. But the Reebok deal continued to pay him until even now. Reebok deal for Allen Iverson. If it wasn't for that money, I think Allen Iverson would be broke as a joke. Says right here. Oh, here it. Oh, wow, boy, that's a major deal. That is a major deal. And so all, all Allen Iverson has to do is turn 55. And he got $32 million windfall. True capital gains and whatnot. Here it is right here. Allen Iverson received $32 million trust fund in 10 years and part of the Reebok contract. It says when Allen Iverson turns 45 on Sunday, he also reaches an important milestone the 10-year mark in which he collects $32 million in trust. Wow. As Denver, oh man, that is a major, major thing, man. Whoever told him to do that, he says he's an iconic personality. Whoever did that for him, and he says right here, whoever told him to do that, that is life-changing. That saved, that probably saved his life. All right, wow. Whoever did him that, they, 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 that was a very, very classy move and very smart. And so I'm sure he needed, he needed that money. His best friend got him that deal. Wow. Incredible. Thanks for sharing that. I've heard that story, but thanks for sharing that. It is a reminder of what to do. That's protecting your boy right there. That's looking out. All right. Ace Star says, it's the model Beast look good. I don't know what that says. Died from perk lace with fentanyl. She was mad cool and hot looking. Hey, man, somebody mentioned it earlier. Once you get money, you need to just sit down. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know it's hard to do. Once you start getting money, I would just sit down. There's no need to do anything. There's no need to prove anything. You you there, man. You, you've arrived. I tried to look up this person. I couldn't find her. Let me see Instagram model. Just go sit down. Don't do no drug. Don't do no. <laughs> I know people want to party and enjoy it. Enjoy your money. But. Uh, I think. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to see. If it, it's, uh, I can't find this person. Somebody put her name in there because I couldn't do it. Just do nothing. Don't go, don't get excited. Don't go celebrate. Don't go shake your ass. Just party in your crib. <laughs> That's it. Don't be out here flashing and dashing. Buy a house at the beach and relax. Go party at the beach. Uh, you know what I mean? You know, I would party at the beach in Malibu and let everybody else party downstairs by the on the beach. All <laughs> right. I would be up in the crib. Hey, y'all having fun? 
Congratulations, man. Forget it. Get you one, two, or three loyal broads and chill. That's where I am in life. I'm not trying to show. I'm not trying to show or share with nobody in my fund. Hell no. Brandon D, he says, contributions for the Jasmine Rice Fund. Don't let Kaylee starve, bro. We got to let her eat. Girls around me, hey, hoes got to eat too, as they say. No, people eat, man. My kids, my kids get taken care of. Then I take care of other people from my past. Um, I don't take care of them with a lot of money. I'll kick them down. Hey, here's some gas money. You know, a couple of people that come do whatever they need to do with me, they get kicked out. But for the most part, I be laying low, laying low. Rock Solid says, hey, coach, what's your advice? Uh, would what? Oh, what advice would I give to a binge eater? I've never had that issue. Um, I would say you'd probably need to get some help. Binge eating is pretty much um, you probably need to get some help if that was you. If that's you, I've never been a binge eater. I do snack eat. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't I, uh, I would say probably food prep. A little bit more, try to get involved in burning calories so that you're too tired uh, uh, in between. I'm not sure, man. That might be an issue. I've never had that issue or helped somebody with that issue. But uh, whatever your vice is, you got to find a way to transfer that vice into something else. It's kind of like sexual transmutation. If you hooked on hoes, you guys got to find something else to put that energy to. A lot of times, if you have an addiction, you almost need something else to be addicted to to get rid of that addiction, right, to take your mind away. Unfortunately, you have addictive behavior. You have an addictive characteristic, so you need to attach that to something a little bit more positive. All right. M. Lavo, pistol grip, pump on my lap at all times. Boom, 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 at my lap at all times. He says, Coach, got all the Glocks, gun license on deck. Be smart, gents. And in California, I can't carry, so uh, don't mean I don't. <laughs> but... <laughs> What does Sizzle say? He says, I'm addicted to money. See, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to work. Like, I'll work. I, I, I think that's, and then so people are like, you need to give up work. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm going to work, bro. Like, I'm going to work when I need to work. That's, that's what I'm addicted to. And I think a byproduct of that is then either success or money. Like, that comes with it. But I'm going to tell you guys, like, when you see rich people, sometimes the characteristic that they have, is that they don't care about the money. They care about the byproducts of their work. And so they, you think they're going to get comfortable. Oh, you already made $33 million. Why are you working so much? They can't turn it off. And then success, they get, they get, they get high off the success. They get high off the results. They get high off the byproducts. But then they be in there grinding. They get in there grinding. Somebody says you might have a parasite. Controlling your eating habits. Yeah, I when it comes to it, I'm like, I'll sit down and work before I go do something else. I'm like, all right, it's always, I'm never satisfied with my results, by the way. I'm rarely ever satisfied with my results. And it's not greed. It's just like, oh, I could do that better. Like this camera thing is bugging me. I'm like, man, I could do that better. I can do something else. I can put out another video. I can make another channel. Like, then I'm looking at it. People are like, well, you're successful at YouTube. You have several channels that are in the high number marks. But you know what I do? Let me tell you what I do. This is the, how I look at it. I'd be like this. I'd be like, yeah, that's true. 
Um, I never look at it and say these other people. I don't use the competition of other people that have better channels than me. You know what I do? This is what I look at. Um, let me see if I can share this screen. I go, then I need to get these other channels up. <laughs> That's what I'll be looking at. I'm like, yeah, but this channel only got only 2.3K. And this one only got 47K. You know, that's what I go. Or why this only got 5K. Now I'm trying to push these up. Like, I'm always like, okay, I need to push this to 10K now. And then I want this up here monetized. So I'm like, how do I get this monetized without cheating? Because I could certainly cheat and get this channel monetized overnight. But I'm always like, I want to build the process up. I'm always trying to duplicate the process. I'm like, okay, we got this up. This one got capped and kneecapped and taken out. So then I'm like, all right, let me work on these other ones. And I want this one to be successful. I want this one to be successful. But to be fair, I haven't put in the effort to make all these successful yet. But I'm going to tell you something. In about two or three months, I went all in on YouTube. I'm going all, all in. I'm telling you, man. Somebody says you should do a clip channel. It, oh, here's a clip channel right here. But um, and then I also have a I also have another channel I've never broadcast. It's a shorts channel. So I put all my shorts videos over there, but I haven't really, um, I really haven't advertised it yet. So I'm always like, let me see something right here. So here's a channel that I'm going to start putting all my shorts videos on. Nobody subscribed to it. You guys can't see it. Um, but that's kind of what I do here. I'm always like, hey, I could do better. I'm going to try it. Let's duplicate the process again. Let's see if there can be success. And um, for the most part, for the most part, um, there has been. A level of success i can't complain i can't complain because when i look at it and go how many people can actually say they have several channels with this, these numbers you know what i mean like 61k here is fantastic 44k over here and i post very a couple of videos here and i'm not even done somebody just said it there's characters that i can spin out of this uh stereo shaheen tony the battalion i mean there's levels that i can go to this that are almost where I can have endless content. I look at the guy named um, Free. Wait, what's his name? Country Wayne. Country Wayne. Country Wayne. And I'm seeing what he's doing, and he's using his characters. He's using that. I'm sitting there going, "All right." Now, all this is going to do is create more work for me. But I'm not scared of that. What I am need now is people to help me with it. And this is where family and friends come in because the people close to me could really help push this but because I'm only one person. Somebody says, Coach game, got game repurposed to PUA content. Why not? Why not? There's many lanes that I could take this to um, and grow it. So that's what I'm focused on. So, yeah, everybody's like, rest on your laurels and your success. No way. No way. Why, why do that? There's a lot of... Um, Talent. There's a lot of opportunity here. And uh, sometimes I look at it where I spend my time. I'm going, man, I'm wasting time. <laughs> I play a baseball game on uh, PlayStation or I'm like, why am I doing this? I should be doing that. Or I spend the time with a, some 304. Why am I doing this? I should do that. That type of thing, right? Let's do these last super chats and I got to run. Be what it is, says firearms and trust funds. <laughs> Shout out to you. Oh, also. The blue chip mindset channel, it could be a channel by itself at this particular point. Okay. And I think in another five, six months to a year, 
the blue chip mindset by itself. I'm thinking of rebranding the CGA to the blue chip mindset. The blue chip mindset could be a channel all to itself. And I got to get the right people in with the feet. All right. <laughs> Somebody says, I'm ready for the vlogs again. Yeah, the vlogs are hard to produce, but I like I like them. Um, and then once I get it monetized, it is what it is. Yeah, the blue chip mindset should be a brand on its own. All right. And uh, I think over time, it definitely is going to be a great lane. Uh, X Fat Boy Lifestyle says, binge eating is all mental. You must prep your food for an entire day. Thank you, sir. Uh, lay it out in front of you so you can see exactly where you what you're eating. Absolutely, man. Shout out to you for that, man. Shout out to you. Thank you guys for all your support on these series. And we're going to be out of here. We'll be back later this afternoon. Enjoy your morning and don't get in trouble. Don't beat up anybody in the elevator. Guys, there's nothing to prove. When people call you names, there's nothing to prove to them. You just got to make sure you penalize them for doing that if you can. And if they're doing it repetitively, penalize them. If they do it once, whatever. But if they didn't, they, they all need to learn their lesson in the end. All right, everybody got it? Be out of here. Peace. Peace.